What's the most WTF thing you've experienced or seen during a flight? I travel quite a bit and have seen a few weird things, but on a recent trip from Vienna to Venice, things were taken to a whole new level. So we're about 20 minutes into the flight when I noticed that a woman sitting across from me had a Persian cat in one of those cat carrier bags. The plane was really warm and the cat was sitting in the bag panting. Well, the lady decided to let the cat out of the bag to let it cool off a bit. After trying to shove the cat's face up into the air vents for a minute, the cat literally freaked out. It was clawing at everything, attaching itself to the seats in front, jumping around, hissing, well, you name it. This thing went crazy. Anyway, after about five minutes of more of the same, the cat completely lost it, tried to climb the seat in front and, wait for it, fell over dead. We couldn't believe what had just happened. The owner was trying to shake the cat around a bit to wake it up, but it was a goner. For the duration of the flight, she was sat there holding her dead cat, sobbing quite profusely. That's just awful. I would be completely paranoid bringing a pet on a plane, and not because of anything like this happening, just in general. On a red-eye flight, just as I fell asleep, a woman passed out in the middle of the aisle and hit my leg. I was so doped up on Dramamine, I didn't even realize it and fell back asleep. The flight attendants put an oxygen tank on the floor and put the tank masks over her mouth. Apparently, they used my hand to hold it in place. So when I woke up a few minutes later, I was like, why am I holding an oxygen mask over someone's face? Hey, you're literally out there helping save lives in your sleep. I was on a Gulf Air, as in Persian Gulf, flight as a kid in the late 80s, and a Pakistani family a few rows behind me in coach lit up a barbecue. It was one of those little portable aluminum foil things. You never heard so many flight attendants scream so loud. (laughs) Yeah, talk about different times. I walked onto the plane and gave the first steward I saw a bag of Hershey's miniatures. This is for the crew. The whole flight, I was given free headphones and all the free drinks I could handle. I tried to pay, but she just kept giving me my money back with every drink. Apparently, chocolate's very valuable in the air. I was about 15 and flirting with a cute girl in the seat next to me. My family was about two rows back with my younger brother and the lady that occupied the third seat pretty much set me up the entire flight. This old lady was the best wingman ever. Anyway, I get up to use the restroom and she says she has to go too. She gets out first and I'm waiting for her to finish up. We've been flirting pretty much the whole flight and she knows that I'm right behind her in line. So she finishes using the bathroom and I walk in. Right there in the toilet is a gigantic gigantic unflushed poop. To this day, I have no idea how you respond to something like that. Not really a WTF moment, but kind of funny. So we're flying out of Cleveland and the pilot comes over the PA and gives his welcome, blah, blah, blah. So we're just leaving Cleveland. We should be in, um, and then slightly under his breath, but not quiet enough that everyone else didn't hear. He says, where the hell are we going? Long pause. Chicago. Everyone laughed. Ah, good times and high times. I sat beside a Scientologist who tried to convince me to go into business with him. He wouldn't explain what the business was. How are you going to ask me to invest if you're not even going to tell me what I'm investing in? Come on, buddy. I was flying to Denver on Delta in winter 2009. 
and they were switching from cash to credit only. They just got their brand new machines to swipe cards and I was one of the first people to test them out. I ordered a 7 and 7 and it was 7 bucks. She took my card, swiped it, and the thing that printed out was $0. I left a $3 tip and thought, cool. About 10 minutes later, she came by and asked if I wanted another. I said, sure, why not? I swiped the card and another $0 transaction. Bought lunch, $0. So I ordered four more 7 and 7s and got hammered for around 20 bucks in tips. I checked my bank account the day after and sure enough, only the tip showed up. I have no idea what happened, but that was one happy flight attendant. Sounds like you did pretty well for yourself too, my friend. A guy died next to me once. On a flight from Maui to Dallas, I was half asleep in the second to last row of the plane. While I was listening to music and dozing, I suddenly heard a really loud, hard thud next to me. I look over and there's a man lying on the ground completely still. I thought maybe he tripped, but the flight attendant came running and he was unresponsive. She frantically ran up and down the aisles asking for doctors. Luckily for him, the flight was full of vacationing doctors and nurses. All of them in ridiculous clothes. Two of the doctors who came back were in Hawaiian shirts and golf attire, and the female nurse who came back was wearing a very strappy, revealing blue Hawaiian print dress. The doctors tried to wake the man up, but he was gone. I was surprised to find out just how much medical equipment they have on commercial flights. The docs whipped out a portable defibrillator and shocked the guy, then set up an IV drip for him. I never heard a word out of him or saw him move. Not sure if he actually woke up or not. Our flight was diverted to L.A., and when we landed, half a dozen EMT personnel ran onto the plane to pull the guy out on a gurney. Unfortunately for me, this scenario set off a panic attack, and I had to go find a nice spot in the aisle to lie down so that I didn't pass out and cause more problems for the crew and doctors. It was kind of embarrassing. One time, I was the only person on a very big plane from D.C. to Atlanta. They told me they wouldn't normally fly, but they really needed the plane in Atlanta first thing in the morning. I got great service, by the way. Since then, I've used this as the setting for an erotic fantasy. An older man unsuccessfully attempting to get some action from his wife in the seat in front of me. Honey, I got the blanket in place. My wife was coming to visit me in Africa a few months ago. On some third world airline, a passenger sitting next to her pulls out his thing and starts peeing into a bottle, then hands it to the stewardess who didn't even bat an eye. Uh, I'm sorry, is there no bathroom on the plane? I was in an aisle seat on a flight from LA to Austin, Texas. About an hour into the flight, I noticed this awful smell. I look up from my book just in time to see this 70-year-old woman violently throwing up in her lap. Since I'm a sympathy vomiter, I turn towards the people in the other seats to try and avoid doing the same thing. After about a minute of this and the rancid smell of old people vomit, she's led to the bathroom. As she's leaving her seat, she poops herself in the seat. So I get to spend the rest of the flight gagging as this poop and vomit aroma assaults my nostrils. The flight attendants tried to clean it up as best as they could, but it made no real improvement. Ugh, that's awful to have to sit through, but also just kind of feel bad for that lady. She's obviously having a really rough time. 
While waiting to use the bathroom on the way to Panama, the door somehow opened while this guy was hunched over the toilet, pleasuring himself. At first, I couldn't believe what I actually saw. As his head turned to see the door come open, the most awkward eye contact moment of my life unfolded. He turned to shut the door in a panicked fashion, exposing his junk. At that point, my WTF face became encrusted into my facial features for the rest of the flight, and even the next day. Ever since that time, I can hardly use any bathroom on a plane. I was taking a business flight to Chicago when about halfway through the flight, a man was walking back to the lavatory but completely passed out and hit the floor next to me. People started chattering and calling for help while this guy pops out of first class and says, don't worry, I'm a doctor, and addresses the situation like a boss. It was Dr. Oz. Oh, great. Is there any other doctor on board? On the way to Japan, I look across the aisle and see an old man sitting with an old woman I assume to be his wife. He reaches into his bag and pulls out a large stash of adult magazines and proceeds to sit and look at them for many hours of the flight. I'm sure he says he just reads them for the articles. I was flying Calgary to Houston, which is about a four-hour direct flight. We were just about two hours into the flight, or coincidentally, just about to Denver, when the pilot announced we would have to turn back to Calgary. So around we go and land in about an hour 15. He really cranked it. We touch down and taxi over to the mechanics. They open the cargo door and shut it again. And in 15 more minutes, we were fueled up and in the air and off to Houston. This time, it was about a three-hour flight. Full thrust the whole way. Luckily, there was an industry guy behind me, and I overheard him speculating the reason. His idea was that since the airline had paid mechanics in Calgary and probably not in Denver, it would be cheaper for them to turn all the way around to Calgary than pay all the costs associated with landing in Denver. Luckily, it was just a little glitch, and not a true problem, but it was anyone's guess the true issue. I have a friend that's familiar with the inner workings of the plane and he said that anytime they open the cargo door and unplug a certain cable during maintenance, some switch has to be flipped to reset the alarm system for that door. He said it's an extremely common mistake for that switch to not get flipped after work has been done and it results in false alarms. All that cost, likely in the tens of thousands because one guy forgot to flip a switch. I'd be more annoyed at the waste of time, honestly. Just land in Denver, come on. On a flight a few weeks ago, the flight attendant started to make preparations for landing, telling people to put their trays up and whatnot. I noticed the flight attendant loudly speaking to a man in his late 20s or early 30s sitting two rows in front of me. Sir, you need to put your seat back up. Sir, sir. The guy starts spitting blood and convulsing. It sounded like he was choking on the blood with each gasp of air. The flight attendant starts screaming for help and they make an announcement over the PA for a doctor. Four passengers and all flight attendants leap into action. Turns out, the lady in the row between me and the sick man is a nurse. Together, they get him laid out in the row with his head in the aisle. He's not responding to their questions and he's fading in and out of consciousness. We make an emergency landing, 20 minutes ahead of schedule. As we're taxiing, he regains consciousness and tells the flight attendant holding his head that he's sorry for the trouble. We land, paramedics meet the plane and carry him off. He seemed to be stable, but I hope everything worked out for the guy. Yeah, that's got to be a really scary moment for everyone around. Spitting blood and convulsing is not something that you want happening on a plane. 
This one happened to my cousin. He was flying in South America and about halfway through the flight, he realizes he really needs to go to the bathroom. The plane he's on is a tiny prop plane made for tiny people. He's 6'5". He awkwardly climbs over his aisle mates and stumbles and shuffles to the back of the plane. As he's closing the door, the captain comes on the loudspeaker and warns of upcoming turbulence. He thinks, screw it, I really need to pee. He crams himself into this tiny bathroom and manages to whip it out. And And right as he starts to pee, they hit a huge bit of turbulence that knocks him off his feet, backwards, through the bathroom door, and flat on his back in the aisle, still peeing straight up in the air. He was completely mortified and managed to get back up, pick up the door, and work himself back into the bathroom. He waited for like 20 minutes hoping no one would have seen it or that they would have forgotten about it by then, but when he went back out to take his seat, he got a standing ovation from every single person on the plane. Ouch. I feel like this story might be a little bit embellished, but I like the visuals here. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet... You can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I used to travel internationally a lot when I was younger and working for a telecom company designing new infrastructure. On one of the trips as we were heading to China, I looked out the window. We were above Alaska and bearing straight somewhere, and the horizon had a huge slice of black, like some weird wedge-shaped cloud that encompassed half the horizon. It was a bright day on the ground or sea below us. The ice was very bright and white, but there was this giant dark wedge encompassing and seeming to take over the earth as you looked out to the horizon. I had the guys next to me take a look out as well, and they were confused at first too. I was really confused for a few minutes. Then, I realized what I was looking at in profile and what that black engulfing wedge really was. It was night. We were flying in such a manner that we were surfing the edge of daytime and nighttime at 35,000 feet, and at that moment, if you looked out over the horizon, you saw daytime fading into night. I only saw it that once. It was being in the right place the right time. Aside from bad in-flight movies, that would be my most WTF experience. That sounds like that would be absolutely incredible to see. I'd love to see photos of something like that. I'm sure you could find it on Google. The bathroom sink on a Bangladeshi Airlines flight from Thailand to Nepal was clogged and had about a thousand water bugs living in it. 
I was on a plane that lost power just as it was throttling up for takeoff. And I don't mean they reduced power to the engines. I mean, all the lights went out, the engines shut down, and we were left sitting on the runway for a good few minutes. Somehow, the plane regained power and we taxied to an adjacent tarmac for another few minutes. After this, the pilot announces to the rest of the passengers that they had a small technical glitch and that we're now ready for takeoff. The rest of the ride was uneventful. I mean, yeah, you would want that to be the end of the events. You don't want that happening in the air. I was on a flight home from South Africa after a family vacation. My dad is diabetic, but he usually keeps his blood sugar levels pretty regulated, so I never worried before. Mid-flight, I wake up from a nap and see him slumped over the side of his seat. He was taken to the back of the plane where three doctors were examining him. They said his heartbeat went up to 220 or something, which I think means he was about an inch from death. All I remember is seeing my mom and brother break down. I began having flashes of life without my father, and it over overwhelmed me. I felt sick to my stomach, imagining what life would be like when all of a sudden his heart rate stabilized. The doctors on board said that it was a miracle and I felt so much relief. The plane had to stop in Senegal where my dad was transferred to a hospital. He wanted me to keep going since the semester was starting soon. That flight home alone was terrible. I felt the other passengers watching me the entire time. He's all right now, but every time I get on a plane, I remember that feeling of leaving the whole world behind. I was on a flight from Amsterdam to New York one time and there was this kid who was running up and down the aisles trying to bite people. As he was heading down the aisle at full speed, a stewardess suddenly pulled the refreshment cart into the aisle right in front of him and he ran smack into it face first. She said to him, oh sorry, didn't see you coming. You shouldn't run down the aisle like that or something like that. I know she did that on purpose. It was awesome. Hey, you know what? Someone had to. I went to Vegas with my wife. First, let me say it was an early flight. We got there extra early for check-in, put our bags to the side so as not to get in anyone's way. This 300 plus pound grease ball wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts comes waddling in with one carry-on bag, remember this as it's important, and knocks over my neatly stacked out of the way baggage. It's also 15 degrees outside, freezing, and 5.15 in the morning. I'm like, whatever, no big deal. Later, we get on the plane. My wife has the window, I'm in the middle, and here comes too fat for the seat Hawaiian guy with his little bag to sit on the end next to me. Great. Believe me when I tell you, this guy smelled like a dead animal covered in throw up and poop. I literally dry heaved when he sat down next to me. The guy had a carry-on bag that he was clenching like it contained something of the utmost importance. Obviously not deodorant. And he was sweating through his thin red flowered shirt while everyone else was bundled in heavy winter jackets. We hadn't even taken off yet and I was becoming violently ill smelling this guy. I had to stuff my face in my sweater and throw my head into my wife's lap to try and escape the smell. After an hour, the guy became increasingly fidgety and paranoid. This made him sweat more. I can't figure out how a guy who sweated so much was so fat. He was like a walking sauna of used banana hammocks. Finally, the guy got up to use the bathroom and as soon as he closed the bathroom door, people began 
began ripping cologne and perfume ads out of magazines and rubbing them on his sweat-soaked chair. I kid you not, people were offering their apologies to me for having to sit next to him. And then the stewardess comes over and says, I'm sorry, the flight is booked, there's nowhere else to put him. And I'm staring at her like, what? I never even said anything to anyone about it. That's when I realized this guy was such a disgusting mess, people were actually rallying around trying to help me. It was the weirdest moment of my life. For the next five hours, he made about 20 more trips to the bathroom, and each time, different rows would come over to rub his seat down with cologne. Oh, and guess what was in the bag? Adult magazines. Piles of adult magazines. He took a new one to the bathroom with him each time. I haven't been on a plane since. Yeah, that's gotta be just about the worst person you'd have to sit next to on an airplane. I was on a flight to Chicago. We were supposed to land at O'Hare, but about 30 minutes before landing, they told us it was too icy and we were diverted to Midway. The two are about 26 miles apart. So we land at Midway, we disembark, and as we're leaving the Skyway, a gate agent runs up and tells us we need to get back on the plane. They were now going to take us to O'Hare. We all said, screw it, we'll stay here. She then informed us our bags wouldn't be getting unloaded. We would need to go to the other airport to get them. So about five of us out of a full flight of 90 got back on and had to wait about 20 minutes to de-ice the plane. Then a 15 minute flight to O'Hare. From the flyer's point of view, this just seems like a complete waste of time. I get that they must need the plane at that airport for something, but come on. Everyone's already deboarded, you got a few people left, just roll with it. The die has been cast. Not my story, but my sister's. She was once on a long-haul flight from London to Hong Kong. During the night, while everyone was sleeping, suddenly, a woman let out the most blood-curdling scream. Since this wasn't long after 9-11, everyone was pretty on edge as it was. It turned out that the woman had just had a bad dream. Everyone was pretty annoyed after that. Hey, come on, it's not her fault. She has no control over that. I get that you guys would be annoyed, but come on, give her a break. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.